Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera. And this is Natasha Amina. And you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Go Podcast. No, I'm really having a pretty good week. Um, okay. I'm being very disciplined in some areas, and I'm fucking up in others, but we just going to focus on the discipline. <laughs> I was going to say, listen, it's all about balance. It's all about a balance. Yeah, so. At least it's not, you know, fucked up, fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's good. What about uh, your weekend? Uh, my weekend was chill. I didn't really do too much. Um, yeah, I didn't really do too much. Well, that was also a rent weekend, so that probably had something to do with it. (laughs) It's like post rent, so it's like, let me chill. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a way to watch you some shows. (laughs) I was watching some good TV. Um, I did watch Bel Air, it premiered Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, on Peacock. I highly recommend everybody watching it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the storylines is great. The character development is great. It has a lot of elements from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but just in a dra- dramatic form. And I love the way they showcase West Philly. They actually had 60th Street on there, you know. I double okay. and dabble around the area. Mm-hmm. As we all so, have. We're true. I love Philly. it. Like, I could even see Native. the hair store I used to go to in the video, in the um, beginning. So, it's really good. Um, I highly suggest everybody giving it a chance and really watching it because it's really, it's a great idea to reimagine The Fresh Prince as a drama. Because. Wait, what does it come on on Peacock? On Sundays. So if you have the premium um, Peacock, where I think it's $10 a month, they put out the first three episodes. So highly recommend. I'm going to have to look because you know I got it. Yeah, I highly recommend watching it, to be honest. It's really, really good. Okay. um, I definitely want to see, look into that. I'll say this. I have one really like good little thing that I wanted to mention to you guys. It made my heart smile. So, you know, Valentine's Day just came. And I do a lot of family stuff, like, you know, stuff for my daughter, stuff for her grandmoms, you know, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And vice versa, you know, like they get me stuff. Her dad might give me a little something. So the day of, I noticed that, you know, she has this little, little boo at her school. He got expelled. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) But anyway, she was wearing his little plastic wrist his little plastic wristband or whatever, right? She's been wearing it. You know, like them what would Jesus do type ones. It says something else, but you know the ones that the boys wear. So she is wearing it for days. So I noticed she took it off on V-Day. So I was like, um, is it trouble in paradise? And she was just looked at me. I said, oh, he didn't reach out to you? And she looked at me like, no. And I said, you know what, girl? I'm so sorry this happened, but I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I said, did you reach out to her? She said, no. I said, and you know what? I told everybody I wasn't raising no stupid bitches. Be I keep telling me. people. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast me. <laughs> I'm so proud of her. Wow. I said, she said, let me take this shit off. Like, he got me real fucked up, okay? I yeah, said, look at her. Like, and, I, and the thing is, I just caught it on the low. Like, she didn't say nothing to me. She I just was like, like, Shane, I'm going to take this off. Is you crazy? 
You inspiring us all to, to create better boundaries, Millie Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so it all never had to be too early, okay? okay? Like, listen, I said, oh, thank you, God. I'm so happy. Please, let's just, just continue later on in life. Right. That's just uh, one of the but... boundaries. Yeah, that's that's, you know, but also, well, I want you to tell me more. I really feel bad because I did not get to finish. I didn't watch the documentary. Oh yeah, I watched the um, Bill Cosby documentary that was on Showtime. I'm not going to go into too much detail because, like, we obviously know, but there are a lot of things that I, as a person that grew up in Philadelphia, grew up like really having connections, really like doing like projects on Bill Cosby, really. Like, his life was really, like, embedded on Philly kids. You know what I mean? Like, we grew Like, our parents grew up watching him. Like, he's on PBS. Like, it's a lot. There were so many things, great things that he did, too, that I didn't know. And things that aren't so great outside of the allegations. But it honestly shows, like, he is really a narcissist. Mm. In the small, not even just with like the sexual things he was doing with women, like the sexual harm. It's just how he addresses things is such a slap in the face. So one of the things I always grew up knowing was that Bill Cosby went to Central High School, which is a really big um, magnet school here in Philly. Is really like mm-hmm. is basically the school where like if you know somebody that went to Central, you have the assumption that they're really smart. Yeah, that's that. That has always been the thing. And that has also indebted, you know, also went hand in hand. That was already stated before Bill Cosby went there because it was a white school um, at first. Like it was a school for, you know, gifted white children in the Philadelphia area, but then they allowed, you know, segregation, allowed black people to go. But also the fact that Bill Cosby went there has also gave it such a. Um, high esteem, you know what I mean? Because everybody knows he's right. smart, he's a doctor, da 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 da. He's, you know, he could, Heathcliff Hospital is something to brag about to say you went to Central High School. Okay, mm-hmm. come to find out, he did not graduate from Central High School, he dropped out. <laughs> he then so went to Germantown High School, which is a school that's on the opposite tier of Central. Right. It's a neighborhood school. It's not in the best area. Um, actually, I think it's not even open anymore now. Um, it's, it's just not a great school. Um, but then he didn't even graduate from there either. He wound up dropping out later on, tried to get into the military, so he had to get his GED. Somehow, hmm. between the military and getting his GED, he got accepted to Temple on a basketball scholarship, dropped out from there to later received a bachelor's degree from Temple, an honorary bachelor's degree. And that is usually when you donate money or for your philanthropy and, you know, things like that. Right. He went off. Somehow he got a master's You don't earn it, motherfucker. Yeah, you didn't earn it. He didn't take any classes. Um. Also, he was phys ed. He was studying phys ed. So. <laughs> what? Yeah. So many things, but didn't graduate. Um got a master's degree i forgot how they said he did it but then went on to the university of massachusetts to get a phd which is basically being stated that he 
probably didn't do the work in order to receive it. Some people believe he did. Some people believe he didn't. But even if he did, it was it was a a dissertation based off of his own show, uh, Fat Albert. So it's so interesting to know, like he's pushing education, saying don't be no dummy, don't be on the streets. When in reality, that's kind of who he was. He was a bartender. He was a street guy. He didn't really have a lot going on for himself. He didn't come from. He grew up in a Richard Island projects. Didn't have a lot. Right. So it's 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 unfortunate to see how he later turns on the black community a little bit and not really mm-hmm. try to find commonality in the people that he was speaking on later on in life. And I feel like that is one of the biggest aha moments in this outside of like the sexual assault, because that's all things we talked about, but it was a lot of great things that was stated about him too, but a lot of shitty things. And one thing I liked about the documentary, it wasn't biased. Um, there right. were people on the sh- on the documentary that want to believe that he's completely innocent. They they have great things to say about him. They talk about his accolades and the people that um that believe he does it also have great things to say about him as well. It's not a tear down documentary in my opinion. So I would say suggest right. watching. Um, we need to talk about Cosby on Showtime because I really. It was very eye-opening to me. I definitely want to watch it because you made it, you know, you sold me because at first I was totally like, oh, it's just the same thing. Like I've seen all the other documentaries talking about him and how it all unfolded, but for you to say that they took it there and it is very, very ironic and it Mm -hmm. speaks volumes about, for one, this is why I don't. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to go on a tangent about something else, but when people talk to me about Steve Harvey and they want to know why I can't stand him, this is why mm-hmm. I can't, you can't give me advice and it's just going to seg into something later on in this pod, but it's hard for me to accept advice from somebody that has, you know, been publicly known to do the complete opposite, mm-hmm. or maybe it's quietly known. And then you go out your way and make a career off of a fucking lie. Yeah. And my thing is, Bill, you know, you people held you up to the standard that they did based off of your character. Like that Mm -hmm. is, it was based off of solely a person that you pretended to be. It wasn't even like what you're saying. It's not even necessarily who the hell you were. I thought that this man was Mm -hmm. full blown, like really smart, really educated, like you said, you know, I know Temple. I didn't know about Central, him going there, but I knew about him going to Temple. Everybody fucking knows that. Yeah, everybody so it's like, that's that. always been a thing. You know, every year, whatever, they would like have him come speak or how, how often. Like he has come plenty of times. You see him, oh. his picture in a paper, um, during graduation and all of that. What, you about to say something? I will say, definitely watch that because you would have thought that he bought fucking Temple. The way he acted, I would say, please watch this to see how he thought he was that man on Temple Campus. Please watch <laughs> really? it. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. And I wanted it. to piggyback on what you said about like advice. I don't even know if it was so much, much as advice than it was criticism. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, like, like but you were... Like, yeah. 
critiquing like you were better. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you were the standard mm-hmm. and you're obviously fucking not. It's a complete lie. Mm-hmm. Like you, you sitting here and that's, that's the main, one of the main things I'm glad you, that's the perfect way to word it. It was the way that he critiqued the specifically the black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could tell people to me that he was very far removed from anyway. Very. And that was the other part. Very. Like you were never really, heavily engaged you know that was you are white america's you know sweetheart and it's just so happened we kind of i feel like rolled your coattails because you happen to be black mm-hmm. so it was inspiring to see somebody come so far you know along but i always question those that kind of um paved the way and it, when it comes mm-hmm. to show business and such uh you know um a field that's convoluted with racism to this day that it's like well, what, how do you tiptoe <laughs> oh god how do you tiptoe around how did you not stand on the landmine where you had to um be in a room where conversations were possibly belittling your culture and you just smiled and took it. Or, you know, um, you know that they undermine other, you, you like to be the token. And as long as you were the one that was in favor, you didn't really care about other people that may not have been treated fairly in the same field. Well, you know what I mean? I do like, agree with it. I will say he's a bit different. He's one of those people that probably would stand in a room full of white people and let them talk shit. But he's also, Mm -hmm. he has a switch where he's super um, prevalent on the advancement of black people. You know what I mean? Outside of like, of course, we knew that he donated to HBCUs and he definitely highlighted them on his television series, both um, uh, A Different World and The Cosby Show, right? Like, we do know that that goes without saying and how much he donated to like the United Negro College Fund, the Third Good Marshall Fund, all foundations that fund HBCUs, right? But there right. was another entity where he changed the face of stuntmen for black actors. Um, and he was on the forefront of that. He's the reason why, you know, black people were able to become stuntmen because before then it was just white men and blackface. So I will say that is a part of the gimme gotcha with him where it's like, dude, are you for the people or are you for the certain type of your people? You know, like that's where I also get with a lot of people. I don't really care for do that where it's you're not really here for the people. You're not here Mm -hmm. for everybody. This isn't a safe space for all black people all the time. This is a safe space. Some places I've been, this is a safe space for certain types of blacks. And that's the issue I have with a lot of things. And maybe I'll go into like things later on as they develop. But I do notice that in a lot of places that are supposed to be for us, it's for a certain type of us. And somebody like me, I can be all different types of black, you know? So I can... to to other people, they probably be like, oh well, you're not like that, but it's like, bitch, I am, <laughs> right? I right. am, and don't don't think no other way about that, and don't. And well, I, how like it, right? Well, go ahead, no, I meant like don't get it messed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm not that girl. Because I'll go chill at the cock bar, and I'll chill down at the lows. So let's do mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah. Well, like how they said, hey, how he tried to control Lisa Bonet. And like, yeah. you know, when she, when she, you know, was trying to, you know, venture out and do certain movies and polls and all this stuff and publications that he wasn't um, <laughs> fond of, even mm-hmm. though he would go there. But anyway, um, it was a big problem. And then she was blacklisted. And like he te- treated her totally disrespectful. Um, and it's like, oh, well, either you're going to be this way mm-hmm. or you're, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm not even going to fuck with you. And you took that power and let it get to you because you were what I consider a token. Right. <laughs> like, I agree. You know. Also, um, before we move on, I'm going to pose this question to everybody after you watch it. I want y'all to let me know, do y'all think that his cast um, knew exactly what was happening or do you think that they just thought he was a cheater? Because that's something oh. I have been questioning. I think, and in my opinion, because I don't want this to sway you guys in any way, because I want you to let me know what you truly think. I think that his co-stars honestly and truly thought that like most men in Hollywood, he was a cheater. Right. I think that it's hard for a lot of them. And there is a co- two co-stars of his that are on this documentary and they give very varying opinions. So I want you guys to watch this and let me know. What do you think? Not now, like not now do their, should they be aware that, okay, no, I'm talking about like back when it was happening, do you think that they knew he was, you know, sexually assaulting women or if they thought he was just a cheater? I'm not going to address with I only got a question for one of them. The main, well, like two people in there that I got big questions about. It's, and it's one, it's one person that I'm starting to think that she knew something and that's why she don't fool with him. Mm. So. Okay. But yeah, that oh. was, I really suggest everybody, if you, if you're able to watch it, like if it's not trauma for you, then I right. say watch it. Speaking of trauma and drama, Kanye West yeah. has been just spiraling. He's glitching. <laughs> he is glitching. Oh, I kind of don't even know where to start um, or where to end when it comes to him. <laughs> it's, it's ongoing. It's not it's, even over. It's so much stuff. <laughs> so I'll just try to sum up the thing. So... Um, as you all may know, that him and Kim Kardashian are currently headed towards divorce. Um, she is currently dating uh, Pete, D- Pete, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's dating several different women um, that he called his muses. Hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest issues that happened with them recently, it's a few big issues, was that he was unable to have the address for their daughter Chicago's birthday party. And he went on an Instagram rant about that. Um, then, and we can break these down um, if I address them. And the other one was him moving across, allegedly moving across the street from Kim so that he could be able to see the kids. Um, he also had made a diss track on Pete Davidson, um, calling him Skeet. Um, another this past <laughs> week was uh, what was it, Natasha? What happened? 
What did he do? Um, which one where he had posted the messages oh, yeah. between he, him and Kim? He's posting all of their <laughs> messages between him and Kim. Um, <sighs> he put that yellow paper up he, and the post. Yes, he put he posted a notepad. <laughs> They said, yes, this is Kanye West, and um, I am not here. This is me. I am upset. Um, he also uh, stated that Kim's cousin um, had reached out to him to spill tea to him about her when he went on. He also was upset because North is on TikTok. Um, he don't feel like she should be. Um, and he showed up. Yeah. Uh, to the um, Super Bowl this past weekend and, you know, did the Kanye West thing. So he, it's just been a lot. Yeah. And in some instances, I'm going to be honest, I do get where he's coming from on some. And in others, I really feel like what he doing is shouldn't be condoned. Like, it's, mm, it is dangerous. Okay. I feel like a lot of the stuff that he's doing, I don't know if that's his intentions, but I also know... I'm aware that if this was not celebrities, I would have a problem if this person was doing it to someone I love. You know, like I would have a real problem with a lot of Yeah, you would be like, yo, he's thrown the fuck off. Yeah, like Like, to really, and I think that's one of the things I try to do now, like we talked about with like putting people on pedestals, like really break it down in layman's terms of what the hell it is. Um, But- I will say for me, the thing with the TikTok at first, I just, first thing first, I don't want to be in their family group text. Like, I don't want Mm. to know. Like, this is something that is just like, you don't have to just keep coming to social media about this. I get the idealism. And one of the parts I did listen to something that Jason Lee said that I do get where it's like, the thing with this, the Chicago thing, I did understand why he said what he said because I do feel like they were trying to play in his face but the thing with the TikTok it was just like y'all don't really want us to give y'all opinions on how you should raise your child because I have some (laughs) I have a few and I've been had a few so don't put us in when it comes to the raising of your children when you want us to be on your side because when it's been a few things that people question y'all about raising this kid this one in particular But I will right. say that Northwest do be running amok on that TikTok. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> do she? Um, yeah, she went live on TikTok. The I thought the idea was for her and Kim to like do little fun videos together, or for her to do stuff while Kim is supervising. You know, whatever. One day, hello, Betty's went live and was showing the entire scope of their house with her friends. Ran oh, up in Kim's oh, room wow. while Kim was chilling and was like, Mom, I'm on live. And Kim was like, What? She's like, I'm on. She's like, Get off live. She's like, Why? Why? I have three something thousand people in here. Like, she's like, Get off of that. So I do feel right. like if you're going to have her on there, then you really have to do your due diligence because it's not just about people seeing and saying nasty things to her, it's also about somebody being able to get the whole landscape of your home. And you live in LA. Right. That's not smart. And she's been robbed before. Yeah, it's just not smart. It's not smart at all. And I feel like if you really wanted her on TikTok, because I they do have like a kids version, and that's not something that she should be able to do on her own willingly. Right. You know. 
Blue Ivy ain't got yeah. no TikTok we know about. I'm sure she got one though. We don't know yeah. shit about it. Let's see, that's a whole different way of parenting. We know that. They ain't, yeah. J and B ain't letting too much shit go the fuck out that they don't know about. They control every narrative that comes up out of their family. It's able to be done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, they probably Duh. can see little shit. And it's the way man. maybe the nanny has one or something. And they can, you know, look on there, scroll a little, but ain't no extra stuff. I, I don't know. With Kanye, I feel like. I feel like it's a part of a bigger plan and I don't know what it is. And I feel like he, he knows that it's something he knows that we don't. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if they were potentially trying to um, seek full custody and say that, you know, he was unhinged mentally in some way. So like now he's acting out in a way where, you can say that I'm not right, but all I'm doing is publicly stating that I want to see my kids. What's wrong with doing that? And if you really look at it, it's really nothing wrong with him doing it if he's saying they're keeping him away from the children. So that's that's the narrative. Like he is already, to me, it's like a paper trail that you do in at an office. And he's saying, okay, I want to make sure anything they try to say about me, I'm going to discredit it with, you know, why well, I only said this publicly because she wasn't answering my phone calls. You know, this is what her people were saying to me, texting me. I posted this, Your Honor. Like, this, these are things that I did because I wanted my child this bad. This is how much I even moved across the street from them. Instead of y'all trying to say I moved across the street because, you know, uh, the narrative initially was he stole the fuck off. Like, it I mean, was about I, him. It wasn't about the kids. explanation, I still feel like he threw the fuck off. And I feel like Boundary... I'm not saying yeah, he is Yeah, I just feel like Boundary <laughs> still... I'm not saying he is I, I get with... I, I, that's the bad part. I, mean, I understand his idea of what he's doing. However, it's counterproductive because what you're doing doesn't make you look any better it really makes it seem like you're spiraling out of control. It looks like there's a lack of boundaries because that can be seen to me as intimidation. Why you mm. you don't and then maybe there is some truth. Like, what are you I would be scared to think like even for him on his part, that's why I think they just need mediation. And I'm sorry, y'all do need the courts involved because I don't trust neither one of you motherfuckers. Cause I think something is wrong with him as well. Um because I feel like she's yeah. the type that's going to get up and go out the country with the kids. and But if he was to do that, it would be a big-ass issue. I do see that issue. However, I feel like the whole idea of, oh, she's not answering me or she's not responding to me and I want to see the kids today. Theoretically, that's a problem. Like, yeah. that's a problem. Like, you're not going to just do anything because I'm not answering you fast enough or because... It's Saturday at three o'clock and you want to see the kids, but I'm probably 45 minutes away doing something else with them. Like, let's like break this rule down. Like you, he, he's impulsive. I think that's part of what the, the game plan is though. I really believe that. I think that it's also kind of like a middle finger up to her and her family because they have controlled the narrative for so long about, 
you know, anything that comes out about them. Everybody knows that they dominate the public media, right? Any most the majority of things that come out about them are in a positive light or they spin it in some way. And to me, I feel like it's kind of a way to say, okay, you keep forcing my hand. Um, I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but I feel like it's kind of a big old F you because I know that you hate me doing this. I know that me me not being controllable and me being, you know, somebody that's kind of a loose wire, a loose candy. Y'all don't know what the fuck is going to come out of my mouth. Um, I know that you hate that mm-hmm. because everything about you is very, you know, c- cookie cutter. It's this way, picture perfect. This is how my life is and blah, blah, blah. Um, him talking about Pete and all of that. I don't know why he gave that any energy. To me, that's a little like... I don't know. The party feels like he's having fun with it too. Like, I don't know. I, I think that he likes that the narrative it's about him being crazy and it's not nobody, it's not focused on anything positive mm-hmm. besides Kanye. Mm-hmm. He's just dominating the, the whole conversation. Like mm-hmm. everything is about crazy Kanye. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's <laughs> counterproductive because they're they're good at spinning PR. He's not. Oh yeah. He's never been. He has never you been. Tell he did not have a PR person he, either. That's the problem. It's not even that he doesn't have a good one. He doesn't care to use it. He don't. That nigga don't have one. Yeah, that's what, that's I'm, what saying. I'm saying. He, he probably got people, five of them, sitting around. That's what and I'm they, saying. And he's going to do what he want to do. And I said this a long time ago, like years ago, about with Cardi. I'm like, she was just get on the internet and talk, talk, talking. And I'm like, well, it's not even that her PR is bad. The bitch want to do what she want to do. Yeah, and, and you can't stop him. The person that's giving you, cutting you a check, yeah, you going to fucking tell him to shut the fuck up? And Rihanna did this before, and I don't know if you remember, there was a time where Rihanna was really nasty on the internet. She was really Yes, mean, I do. And yes, her PR people was like, uh-uh. They took her Instagram back, and they took over her damn Twitter. And it was for, like, a good part of a year. And sometimes oh, wow. you have to do that. Because you can't be super impulsive and ready to do da 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 or spilling out so much information. Because the information he's putting out there, it doesn't make him look any better. That fucking text yeah. where he said, where she was like, can you please stop posting everything we say? And he's like, well, I want, I'm talking to my favorite person. Why wouldn't I want to? Uh, tell the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you can't act like really this funny. shit makes any sense. <laughs> like, if I, I don't understand the point of it of him posting it, but it was that, like again to be spiteful, like oppositional defiance. Like, oh, I'm purposely because you asked me not to post it. Now I'm posting. And the, the it. response like, of it, his whole response. If somebody texts you that. As your friend, I would be like, oh, no, bitch. It's something the fuck wrong. It's something mm-hmm. wrong with him. Like, if that's really your friend or somebody that you know and their baby father or their ex-husband is talking like this and doing weird shit, like moving around the corner so they can see the kid. Like, that works. That's fine for a healthy co-parenting situation. I was just on TikTok, and this woman was saying that she lived in an area her um, baby father moved into this apartment building. It was cheap and it was um, really, it was new and it was really nice. Her lease was ending. She asked him, hey, you know, 
how would you feel if I move into one of the units in the building because I really like it and it's cheap and it'll help us with, you know, switching the kids off a little bit more. He was cool with it. That works. So it honestly works if it's two people that have a healthy relationship. You're doing shit just because you can do it. And that's the problem with yeah. giving certain people yeah. power because they start to lose. And for her too, because you want to use your white women tears to make him look crazier and crazier. And you trying to play the calm bitch, but you were okay. He, this isn't no new shit to you. That's what I was going to say he when you said about like being this. her friend. When he was fucking he, She knew he was like that for a long... When this man was... I, and this is way back in the day when I think I seen an episode of the Kardashians and um, she was talking about how like Kanye like dressed her. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was like normal. And mm-hmm. I thought that was the weirdest shit. I thought mm-hmm. everybody was weird. That, that Nobody... It seemed like nobody I talked it about it in a bad way. Me and my friend, we always talk about how it's weird, how it's been weird, how he likes to dress these girls up. He likes to call... Like, even the new young girls he's dating, Muses, he did the same shit with Amber Rose. If right, you exactly. listen to how, or listen to an interview where Amber Rose explains how they met, they met on a set in a video shoot. He says, like, basically, he was, he liked her look. He felt like he could make her high fashion. Mind you, she was like a regular girl. She just was like yeah. body bomb, beautiful face, blonde hair, but she was an everyday girl. She wasn't wearing the designers. And even now, when you see her, she's not really big on all of that. But when you look right. back at the time in which she was dating Kanye, her outfits mirror the women that he's dating now and Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And even with the Super Bowl, when everybody's like, oh, he looks crazy as shit. That bitch was walking around with them kids looking just as crazy during all of them Yeezus or Donda events when she was walking around with that mask full face because she likes the shit that he does. Mm, she's just tired (laughs) and i understand that burnout but i feel like there's some responsibility in having a a man like that and you know he needed help you've been knew he needed help before everybody else really knew you knew when you were the side bitch you knew when he when amber rose said it was taxing he did not break up with Amber Rose. She broke up with him. She, the fact that he cheated with Kim was the was just the catalyst. But I think she been mm. wanted to fucking go. That shit is draining. It's a lot to be with you a know, narcissist. It's a lot. You can tell. Kanye's a lot. Just even you know his drink champs episode. It, it was a lot just to keep up with, with that all conversation. Even though I loved it, but I, it's on a day to day. On a day-to-day basis, if somebody's breaking down things to me and it's like, if everything ain't that deep for me and then you just keep trying to break it down and looking too philosophical into it, or mm-hmm. I don't know. I Sometimes I'm surface, y'all. Like, keep some <laughs> shit. I don't... Everything ain't fucking deep for me. I'm serious. No, like, it too. ain't a conspiracy, you know? Yeah, and it then sometimes you, like, ocean deep. <laughs> right. And, and some things are, like, yeah. you know... Um, so I wanted to briefly talk about this whole thing with TikTok right mm-hmm. now, right? Um, so some shit is deep. So um, for those of you don't that don't know, um, for Black History Month, TikTok um, 
you know, had reached out to certain black creators, um, but they wound up reaching out to more white creators um, so that they can have a sit down conversation with Nicki Minaj for Black History Month. And the big issue was it wasn't that they were just white creators. It was the fact that it was more white than black. Um, and then on top of it, the white people that were chosen, it would be like a white creator that maybe had a couple thousand followers, whereas, you know, black creators that had millions of thousands did not get called, did not receive an invite. So uh, how it came out is a lot of um, white creators started posting on TikTok, like, you know, I received an invite and I declined, you know, I didn't think it was appropriate for me to attend because I didn't know why they were reaching out to me. Like, you know, I'm just a regular old, like I'm a white creator. Like this is about black history month. Shouldn't be black people at the conversation. Like if it was Asian, y'all not going to have mm-hmm. a bunch of us there. Y'all not going to have, y'all not going to invite more black care. people. <laughs> you don't want us right. to so, Y'all don't y'all don't care exactly. So um, a lot of people have been up in arms about it on a platform because it's already been issues. I'm sure you guys know in the past where a lot of black creators do not get any credit for the dances that they come up with, and a lot of white people wind up on Jimmy Fallon or at the NBA mm-hmm. game or Doing whatever. They're getting black creators. <laughs> That, right, that they didn't even create, like, you know, that black creators created or whatever. So um, I seen at first, you know, I was on TikTok and I was like, you know, just voicing my opinion about I didn't understand why Nikki didn't speak up because she can be very, you know, Bill Cosby vocal um, sometimes about, you know, the black community being pro-black in certain instances. And I'm like, well, you know, I know she's not always that way. Her. That's true, but that's why I said certain circumstances. I was trying to give her a little, you know. I mean, the shit she be saying like, be wrong, but it really comes right. from the inner defense. But she of can her, flip it, and she'll flip yeah, it real she can quick, flip it. and she'll tell you black bitches that y'all hating on white girls real quick. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so basic. I seen that she uh, just a couple hours ago she did speak out and on live and said that um, she was trying to see if she can create some other type of an event that can be just all black. Like, she's like, you know, I hear y'all, whatever. Um, But in response to that, um, black creators have agreed to, um, black creators and black users on TikTok have agreed on the 26th and the 27th of this month um, to not utilize TikTok's platform and to not post any content um, on their platform as just a means to show like, you know, let's see what the numbers do for those two days. I don't know how that's going to look and how many Mm -hmm. people are willing to participate, but you know, just to show that we do have a power in numbers and us as black creators need to start being treated more fairly. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that I will say that I noticed about TikTok, and I feel like, um, cause they've, they just recently changed their guidelines like two days ago. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother thing because it affects me in a different way. But what I noticed, um, and I think I said this to you before, you know, off air, that um, TikTok's algorithm already, not only do they, they are not pro-Black, but the things that they do push for our culture as an American culture, for those of those that listen as Americans, they push content. That's why people that um, post content that's seven seconds or um, 30 seconds or less, the algorithm is 
is bigger for them. They are always on your for you page and whatnot because the TikTok um, over in China, which is where it was, it was created from, the creators are from China. In China, they don't push the same content that they push in the U.S. They push content for us that dummies our culture down. Mm-hmm. And on their side, they push content that's like, you know, things that you can learn. Mm-hmm. Right. Very constructive things that, they, that you can utilize um, in your day-to-day life. For us, is stupid dance moves. And there's no offense to people that do the dances. My daughter's on there all the time. But if you really think about the things that are pushed that makes TikTok popular, it is not most things aren't that significant like and it takes those unfortunately it seems like um they have true like deep content because i follow people that have deep content it take it seems like it takes a while for them to even gain you know maybe ten thousand mm-hmm. views and i'm like well damn like but i'll see a 30 second video and i don't even understand what was funny about it somebody's cat and I'm like, well, this got 3.2 million likes. Weird, a cat weird for, shit. For 10 seconds, a cat making a, a face or something. And I'm like, and y'all don't see nothing wrong with that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm participating in the blackout, of course, um, because, you know, I, I'm a black content creator on there. And I do see uh, it's definitely a difference when it comes to white people that post the things that I post. And I notice, like, my posts get reported a lot. And I'm like, well, what's the difference between me? Like, they don't have sensitive content, um, like a warning before mm-hmm. their videos that you placed on theirs. And we're talking about the same stuff. Right. Some of them are showing worse videos than me. Yeah. But mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Even so. when I feel like I was on, you know, white TikTok <laughs> when I first started it. And I stopped liking like I stop I would I purposely don't like it because I feel like they do a lot of trauma dumps and they oh, talk yeah, about true. certain content that I feel like if black creators talked about would get like their page taken down. So yeah. But I also know that black creators did this about last year. They didn't make up any dances. They didn't make any songs like really pop off. Um, they right. waited like a couple weeks without like making anything a trend. And the white creators had nothing to do. They couldn't do anything. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. They had nothing to do. They Not they didn't know what to do. They didn't. They didn't know what to do. Like they had no nothing set forth. So I definitely feel like there's more power you know, in our numbers than we seem to think. And I think maybe this is something to show them. Like, listen, because I think we need to do the same shit on Instagram. We all need to log the fuck out of Instagram. Instagram been could kiss my ass a long time For ago. Real. I am so over Instagram. <laughs> like, sick of them. They are so... Get off yeah, that's just... Like, you know, I don't know. That, that's all capitalist We need to shit. start that, like, where we all have a fun day outside one day in the spring and just everybody, like, tap out of social media in general. Like, social Girl, media shit. tap out. Like, no Twitter, no Instagram, no Pinterest, no Facebook, no TikTok, no Tumblr, no nothing. Like, no YouTube, even though I love me some YouTube. That is the one that I'll be like. You know, that's my TV. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like Instagram, I'll sure? be like, okay, whatever. But YouTube. <laughs> is like, mm. But no, we really should like really tap into that. But um Yeah, but there's also just um I'll just briefly say this. There is um 
a page. I don't know if the site is up yet, but a lot of people have been directing to a platform called Blamazon. Mm -hmm. They're on um, TikTok. I don't, I think they're on Instagram where it is supposed to be very similar to the way TikTok is, Mm -hmm. um, but is made by black creators for, you know, without suppressing, without censoring, you know, within reason Mm -hmm. um, content. So, you know, just keep a lookout for that. I had to do more research, but it is uh, a platform for that. So, yeah. So you want me to just get into the throwy backy? Throw it on back, (laughs) Throw it back, Like how some people were on Valentine's Day. Not my black ass. Okay, so we had um, weeks ago talked about Morgan Freeman. And I remember I dropped a little tidbit on y'all for those that weren't aware. Like DeAndre said she wasn't about Mm -hmm. um, there being rumors about him dating his step-granddaughter. So um, this article is from the New York Post and it's from 2018. So I'm just going to like try to briefly read it because it's a long article. Um, so, okay. Rumors about Morgan Freeman's alleged affair with his step-granddaughter um, at the time. Where's her age? Why don't they have her age on here? The 80-year-old, okay, so Morgan Freeman at this time, in 2018, he was 80. Wow. Damn. How old is Morgan Freeman now? Wow. 84. <laughs> the 33-year-old, thir- that's how old she was. Yeah, so rumors about him um, have, having an alleged affair um, with, I believe you pronounce her name, Adina, Adina, E-D-E-N-A. Mm-hmm. Um... But basically, so it started in 2009 um, with the National Enquirer posting it. Um, gossip sites later claimed that the relationship was serious and that the two were even planning on tying the knot. Um, while they aren't related by blood, Morgan has known Adina since she was a small child and has been a part of her life for years. The 80-year-old adopted her biological mother, Dina Adore. Adair during his first marriage and then helped raise Adina with his second wife. Uh, Morgan and Adina both had denied in the past that the claims about them sleeping together were completely false, um, with Morgan even saying, the recent reports of any pending marriage or romantic relationship of me to anyone are defamatory fabrications from the tabloid media designed to sell papers. Um, and then in a separate statement, Adina had wrote, these stories about me and my grandfather are not only untrue, they are also hurtful to me and my family. Um, unfortunately, in 2015, Adina was murdered. Um, she was stabbed 25 times outside her Manhattan building by her drug-induced boyfriend. Um, and let me see what his name is. Uh, Lamar Davenport. Um, Lamar claimed after his arrest that Adina had admitted to him that she had a sexual, a consensual sexual relationship with Morgan Freeman, um, which people, you know, kind of took with a grain of salt. But the other thing that was kind of odd is when the rumors seem to be at its height is when she passed away. Right. And of course, based off of how she was killed, People and conspiracies were like, oh, you know, she was sacrificed. I don't believe that. I do believe that the guy was unhinged. Um, But anything is possible. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, but yeah, the, I just, what I don't understand is where did that stem from? Because it was a long standing rumor. It wasn't something that was just hearing. It was like Janet and her baby. Like yeah. <laughs> after you, know. um, you told me about it, I did go back and look and it was a lot of things. I don't know about that. And I, it's one of those things where it's just like, what the fuck? And don't nobody know, but the two people and one of them is gone. Mm, and right. the other one, his old ass ain't going to say nothing. And then and the we see Mary Crosby, so you know it can happen. No, for sure. Yeah. And that's what for I was those about that to watch. It is um, <laughs> not even just that with Woody Allen. You know, oh, these things oh, are just man. crazy. And I pray that that's not true. And if it's true, I would want it from someone other than her murderer to like want to right, tell everybody exactly. this. And I don't understand. Or them. to be the one to confirm it. Yeah, because it's also like how could she be sacrificed when her boyfriend did it? It's not like a random person did it on the street to shut her up. Like, this guy literally did it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that's unfortunate. Sad. That's a really, it's yeah. a sad story all the way around, but let's yeah, <sighs> be quiet before they say we trying to Morgan Freeman, to do Morgan Freeman like how, <laughs> um, This is all alleged. How, this is all what alleged. you gonna call it, did Bill Cosby? <laughs> no, this is this is a lot. You but, know, yeah, but that is a crazy is story. There. That is wild. That's wild. That is wild. And I definitely went back and looked it up because you made me feel like I don't be knowing the tea. No, you be acting like you don't know stuff. You be knowing. I ain't know that. <laughs> I really feel like you be knowing stuff. I'm like, I know she knew that. I did not I know, know nothing about that. Wow. Um, um, but yes, let's get into. The glow up topic. Yes, we glow up. We're gonna let you lead. So, um, this week, um, I was thinking that we should discuss, you know, and I would love to get you guys' opinions in the comments about how you feel about the situation. Yeah. But I was watching some reality shows over the weekend, and um, a subject basically came up where you know, people were giving out advice and making comments about other people's relationships and they were possibly in worse situations um, or have never even been in that other person's shoes who they were helping. And my question is, because, you know, I know there's a lot of times where people can give advice where it can either be seen as um, maliciously giving it out because you, you know, maybe are giving out, you know, more of a critique than um, something that's constructive mm -hmm. and somebody can take it that way. But then, you know, the other side is though, I'm like, what times I give out advice to people and I'm not necessarily in their predicament, but I don't think that I'm, um, you know, not equipped to handle and give them advice. Right. So, my question is, what do you think, um, or it, do you think, is it ever appropriate for somebody to give you advice um, or you to give out advice if you are not in that person's shoes? Like, um, if it was something that you've never experienced definitely, before. Definitely. I mean, me and you have had conversations about things that, you know, neither one of us may have experienced that the other did and gave pretty sound advice and um I feel like if you're able to think objectively and really be a good listener and you leave your own bias out of it 
and just be honest right. about the situation from your standpoint. Now, one thing about me, I'm always say you a grown ass woman, you're going to do what you want to do. I, I'm right. not telling nobody what to do. Now, if you tell, and one, I don't really like to give out unsolicited advice. And if I do, I normally be like, well, can I say something? Or, um, <laughs> well, let me, right. uh, well, I just want to say this. And then, you know, you take it how you want. And if you offended my bad, you know, um, right. but I've had conversations with people and sometimes I'll be like, can I just, be, if I don't feel like they're in the right, I can just be like, well, have you thought about it this way? You know, like, right. have you right. try to see it from this standpoint? Like not to dismiss yours, but do you feel like there could be like a little bit of a disconnect there? You know, just because I'm, I'm naturally somebody that can see all points in a situation if it makes sense you know and Mm -hmm. I might still agree with you and be able to say like okay but maybe if you handled this situation like this next time it may be a different outcome you know um but I also don't like when people give me advice about like shit career-wise that isn't a negative, but you never give me anything positive. That's when I'm kind of like, well, but you ain't never did this before. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so like there's some people that give me say. really great positive advice. Um, and I appreciate it. You know what I mean? So when they give me criticism, right. I appreciate that as well, because they can see that, you know, they, they're not just want to, some people just want to dump shit on you. You know what I mean? Like want to give a right. critique about some shit that really don't matter. Like, I agree. you know what I mean? I but agree. like, so my friends, they give me good advice about things and they can also, you know, give me some realism too and real talk and really be honest. I appreciate that. But if you somebody who never have anything good to say and you just want to try right. to give me your unsolicited negative ass opinion, I'm a fill away about that. As you should. But I also think that, too, some people, um, and me and you had talked about this prior to talking on here, and you had made a comment about um, people being ready to accept it. Or, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but you were saying something like to say, well, if, you know, it can be looked at in a negative for a person that's not ready to hear right. what advice you're trying to give. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's a big part yeah, of it, too. I like. Agree. You know, that's your way to, you know, now you're trying to deflect and it's like, oh, that bitch don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah, you <laughs> like, probably just don't want to hear it. I some shit you ain't want to hear. I about my therapist every week. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I'm like, she do not know it. She, she don't understand this. And it's just really because I don't want to hear what she has to say. I don't want right. to hear that. I don't want to do the things she's telling me to do because it's tough. Shit is tough sometimes. It's hard to do the right thing. And then sometimes yeah. I can be like, you right, but I'm not going to do that right now because I don't feel like doing the right thing. <laughs> and that's right. being honest, you know? Like like the yeah. example you gave me with Spark That Up, like when it comes to people with their families, when it comes to um, career advice, it's not easy to accept what people has to say if you're not ready for a change. Change is scary. You know? Like, you could be honest. Like, if you told me, you know, last year to do, you know, 
to, I don't know, find another job, I'd be like, bitch, no, it's 2020. <laughs> like, do you see right. what's going on? No, I'm not leaving. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, you're stagnant. You know, look at this, do that. I'm like, start a podcast. I'm like, girl, what? Because I wasn't ready. People were telling right. us for years, do a podcast, do a podcast, do a podcast. We weren't ready. <laughs> weren't right. ready. And sometimes, or like when you know you with somebody and you're supposed to leave that person alone and you don't want to. And I've had friends mm-hmm. like that that I've been friends with. They're like, I, I knew you was going to be honest. I ain't feel like hearing that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and, that's for me. and I understand. I can be different. like, you know, I don't feel like talking about this because you want to tell me some real shit. And I kind of, I want to be toxic right now. So just let me do that, you know? Yeah. I feel like, I, too, you have to know who the person is that's giving advice. Mm-hmm. Because I've had people give me advice that I know it's not coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, like I've been told, you know, oh, well, you know, oh, well, you should you should just move. And I, when I complained about rent and I'm like, well, I don't pay that much in rent for real. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't be paying like $500 more than I paid y'all. And they like, Oh, but you should just move anyway. And I'm like thinking, well, you don't even live by yourself. Why the fuck am I listening to you? Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to tell myself. But at first, initially it'll get to me. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, you know, how was that just your automatic, you know, there is no constructive, other options you just went straight to like you just need to move the fuck out like don't even live here no more and i'm like it's really like do you know what the housing market look like like but that's what Mm -hmm. i mean about taking advice because i don't know i'll say this um about myself i know that it's hard for me to accept advice if i feel like you aren't coming from a good place or you really are speaking from your own uh apprehension or insecurities mm-hmm. for yourself don't project that shit the fuck on me i got my own shit like mm-hmm. you know maybe you can't lose weight by the summer but bitch i can't yeah you know what sure. i mean and i think sometimes <laughs> like, people be having like too much of their their advice it could have been it just depends on how you said it too how oh, you say yeah. it that's a big deal it's totally different i can hear the same advice from two different people and take it two different ways like like imagine you know you're with somebody that's abusive right you're in an abusive relationship and you go to somebody and they be like girl either leave him or don't like you must like it right and then you talk to somebody else and they say you know you should probably go but when you're ready you'll know when it's time to go Right. That's saying pretty much the same exact shit. But it yeah. sounds totally different. So that's where yeah. it comes in sometimes when you give advice. And that's why I try to think about what I say before I say it. Because it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I may say the same shit that people five, six, seven times told you already. But it comes off differently because I give a fuck about how you feel about what I'm about to say. Because it's tough to hear to have a mirror sometimes placed in front of you right even if it's stuff that i've never even happened to me you know i don't it's it's a couple of things i don't do i don't give out marriage advice i don't do that and um i really i don't give out advice about people kids i'll just listen i'll be like yeah 
when I was younger, I used to do this. <laughs> like, I'll just be like, like right. it might be normal. It's just some shit I used to do. You know what I mean? Right. Or I worked with a kid that did this and, you know, or I read this and, you know, something like that. But I don't really yeah. be telling people how to raise their kids or how to live in a marriage because people get sensitive about yeah, marriage is, I was about to say, your marriage is a whole... I don't think that I, I don't ever... Give, I don't get unsolicited relationship. I don't really married. know black... I'm black people. I don't really know married people. So I, I can't even say... I know a lot of married people. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people in relationships too. You know, I'm... I don't really like giving advice because I'm always single. So it's like, <laughs> I, I really be one of those people that be like, well, why the hell are you asking me? But like a friend told me is I understand humans, you know, and yeah, I'm you don't have able to, be to in see a like the behavior and not the relationship sometimes. So that's where right. that can come in it. But um, yeah, as far as advice, I'm only going to take it if I feel like you give a fuck about what you're telling me. Some people think right. being blunt means being a dickhead, and it's not. Be I yeah, can be very I blunt agree. about the situation and not miss no words, but I don't have to talk to you like shit to do it. Like, like I said, my yeah. therapist tells me the truth, but she ain't no nasty bitch. <laughs> like, she not right. yelling at me to get this through my thick ass skull. Like, she's blunt with, about what she says, but it's not nasty. And some people think that it's sugar coating. And it's like, it's not, you just don't have to be like so nasty when you say things. And this is coming from somebody that thought, you know, just saying whatever the fuck came to my mind was being blunt and it's not cool, you know? Right. So I know that's something I struggle with y'all. Cause I, sometimes <laughs> I, I can't, I just don't be having the patience to keep saying something over and over. Yeah. I'm not repetitive, I, but uh, I'm going to probably be like, you know, well, I probably won't repeat what I said. Don't ask me no more, please. Yeah. Just don't fucking I'm not going to repeat me. what I said. I'll just say something like, well, you know what I told you the last time. So yeah. it, it, it kind of still stands, you know? And I also know that people have to be ready to be in the space to hear it. And I, everybody's not there. It's tough. It's taking it yeah. like, so that's why people don't always ask for it. Because they know if they ask for it, that means that they, you know that saying, if you know better, you do better. I don't right. want your advice because I don't want to do better. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's true. a book that I know I should be reading. And it's all about, um, it's Bell Hooks, all about love. And it shows like how you're supposed to be loved. And all this is other stuff. I haven't read it yet or that or Sacred Woman yet because I know after reading those books, I have to change my life. Okay. And because when you know better, you do better, correct? You you have these things in your head and it's beating you in your head. Like, I got to do... It ain't no excuse. Yeah, you like should you should. But, <laughs> like, you have the tools. I haven't read this shit because I'm, I don't feel like it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that requires, I just want to be ignorant uh, right now. Let me say fucking ignorant. I just, I, I'm in bliss right now. You know? I'm not tired yet. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to be unknowing and because it forces, and it forces a lot of work to be done. And right now, I'm doing a whole lot of work on my own. I need right. I need space so that I see that with advice too. Like I could take your advice about this, but I didn't ask you for it, so I ain't about to you know take it right now. And I think that's another right. thing that I have in my head. 
when I give advice, I always say you can take it or leave it. You're going to do what you want. People get offended when you don't take their advice. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I'll say that. That because is true. I, may have, I, I do think that people get offended. Yeah, because you may not be the only person I got advice from. I was going to say that, and you have to kind of look at that too. <laughs> like, it might have been you and three other people exactly. that I talked to. And then I talked to myself and said, fuck all these things. All of y'all said. Exactly. <laughs> And I'm like, sorry, but know. that's just a part of human interaction. People are not going to do what you want them to do. As frustrating as it may sound, because in my head, I could be like, well, bitch, why you ask me? But sometimes it could just be like, well, I like knowing different opinions, you know? I just was trying to figure some shit out. So, you know, right. or I want to see a different perspective to see how I want to move forward when I'm ready to in any situation, whether it's a work situation whether it's working out, whether it's diet. Like me, I know I'm supposed to not eat carbs. I know that. But I had some rice and that shit was good. I had brown rice Me too, it was brown rice. I just love me some brown rice. (laughs) Now I know that I probably should have had a salad, but that's what the fuck I wanted and I ate it. I I could be making this pasta I want. I could be right. ordering a pizza. I could have had mac and cheese. <laughs> you know I know I mean? the rules. I know the rules. I understand the workout <laughs> rules. I know I have to work out. I know I have to eat clean. I understand it. I know that. Right. I know that if I became vegan and did an alkaline diet, that I will have more years on my life. I understand it. Do I feel like doing right. that right now? No. I love food. I'm and that's just how, I, I don't know if I ever do that alkaline diet yeah, shit. I, I try to vegan. eat clean. I probably be vegan, but all that um, the doctor Savy stuff. <laughs> honestly, I can't. I told my friend. I said, if I become allergic to seafood, then I'm gonna go vegan. Right. Because for real, for real, I can really do without everything else. But yeah, you offer me crab, I, I gotta like my chicken, and curry. I'm like, okay. Mm, and I'm getting Shrimp. some this weekend too. Hey, girl, yeah. right. I'm, I'm, I'm all in mm. there. There's no vegan substitute for that. <laughs> There's no right. none whatsoever. So it's like I can hear that advice all day, you know. But do I want to take it right now? No, I don't. I'm gonna do. And you can do all do that shit in, it's you know, God forbid, something else happened to you in life, and it's like, oh, I could have been eating a damn cheesesteak if I had known this was gonna happen anyway. <laughs> I, you know, like that's how I look at it. Like, yeah. I mean, either way, you come. Either good way, but out I'm here. just in that small <laughs> instance. It's like, yeah, I could take that advice. I don't want to. Right, exactly. Because I heard over here on Weight Watchers, I can have a little bit of pasta because that's what Oprah said. (laughs) (laughs) They told me I can have as much brown rice as I want. Don't you listen to that bitch because they try to keep you on their program. The keto hoe told me not to have no carbs. (laughs) And that's the one that weight drops the fuck off of me. But when you eat one, you can look at a piece of bread and you gave and you got got 10 pounds on you. But <laughs> she can't get off. People have to go through their own things. You can give that advice out. You don't always have to have the same walk of life. Just like saying, like, oh, a doctor never had gave never had a baby, but they birthed kids. Like shit like that. Or you can't be this right. because you haven't done that. Like that has nothing to do with shit. Fucking Bill Cosby tried to fucking teach teachers how to educate and this nigga never graduated. 
You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> like, please watch that documentary, guys, just to bring it Donald full Trump became up. a fucking president, and he was never even a politician. You can literally do whatever the fuck you want. The nigga can barely read, baby. You can do whatever the fuck you want these days. Live your fucking life. If you want to give somebody yeah. advice, just give it. And go on about your day, because at the end of the day, whether they do the right thing, do the wrong thing, or do the best thing for them, it has nothing to do with you. I was going to say, whatever's the best thing for them, to me, I didn't if them. you take my advice and shit go wrong, that's the fuck on you, because you're a grown-ass person, <laughs> and I told you I ain't no professional, and you a grown-ass person, and you made that decision for yourself. Right. Don't call me talking so about something. Girl, why would, I, why would you tell me to do? To I don't listen. know. I don't know what to tell you, baby. But, um, <laughs> we all was rolling the dice. Exactly. Okay? I don't know. So you, that's how I feel about <laughs> with advice. So. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely agree. So, well, I, I guess this is our show. Thank you guys for yeah. tuning in and listening. Again, another shout out to our guest last week, Jasmine. Um, you guys really yes, like that episode, yes. so make sure y'all follow Jazz. Um, all her information yeah, is posted definitely. on our latest episode on Instagram and TikTok. And so thank you guys so much for listening. You can always listen to us on Google, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud under Just Let It Glow. We are on Instagram at JST Let It Glow, and we are on TikTok and Twitter, Facebook, on just let it glow we are trying to get our instagram to say just let it glow but somebody got that page go, yeah go go do what y'all so. do on that page um but yeah so we're we're so excited um to get into for y'all to give us our, your feedback this week because this week is very conversational and we would love yeah. to hear so tweet us write us on instagram email us let us know what's going on Again, you can always email us at just let it go glow pod at gmail.com. Again, that's just let it glow pod at gmail.com. And you can send us in some of your letters, some story time, some advice letters. Again, like we said, take our advice with a grain of salt because we are not professionals. And we still not be at all. Up, but <laughs> we and wait, what was the call to action that you had asked about the Bill Cosby thing mm-hmm. about um the people that uh work with him or something oh yeah i want y'all to let us know do y'all think that they knew that he was assaulting women or if they just thought he was a cheater so i definitely want you guys after y'all watch or if y'all watch any of his documentaries or have been following it just let us know because that's something i actually didn't think about until i watched this documentary so yeah. I just start dating. And I've definitely But this documentary, in. a lot of stuff happened on set. That's why I want to ask. Like, what did y'all think happened? Um, right. but yeah, so just email us at just let it go pie also at gmail.com if you um want us to do any ads or shout outs or anything like that, we can talk race through there. Um, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We hope you have a glotastic week. Oh, that's great. <laughs> 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 yeah, really hope you do. And make sure you like, subscribe, share with a friend, and give us some rates and let us know what you think about this week's episode or any other episode. We appreciate you guys for listening as always. Yes, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.